fair measure by which Sam Lafferty's season hasn't been a big disappointment. When I say that it's been a big disappointment, I mean it's been a big disappointment for me. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is the daily shot of Penguins. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. The Penguins are in action tonight in Washington. 7.08 p.m. face-off at Capital One Center. And it's going to be a physical game. And you can always presume that when it comes to Washington. You can always presume that even if you're not banging them, you're going to get banged. They don't need to be woken up into that. They're going to come at you. They're going to hit you. and They're going to occasionally cheap shot you, as Marcus Pedersen found out earlier this season on TJ Oshie's dangerous and unpenalized, I might add, open ice hit. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK just for our podcast listeners. Lafferty has zero goals and one assist through 10 games, minus four rating, nine shots on goal. Just hasn't generated a lot, to put it kindly, overall. And this disappoints me because all I've been doing is carrying water for the kid for about a year and a half. Because I remember, and I have it planted in my head, the way he performed when he first came up. Do you remember that? On that wonderful trip that the Penguins made through St. Paul and Winnipeg where they just mauled both the Wild and the Jets. And Lafferty had a bunch of goals and looked like he could be something, meaning something more than just a grinder. But when I brought that up, with Mike Sullivan, this was at Bell MTS Place in Winnipeg, and I asked him, you know, what is this kid's ceiling like? What what does he what does he look like? What do you see him as? And Sullivan came back with, basically, he's he's a grinder. We think he's going to be a grinder. Doesn't mean he doesn't have hands. Doesn't mean he can't score. We've seen some of that in the minors. Now we've seen some of it in the NHL, but we see it as a grinder. And I didn't like hearing it. I, I, it felt like an unnecessary cap to put on a young player. I, I get why Sullivan does it. His main motivation always with young players, and he says this to them openly, is that he wants them all to be Brian Rust. He wants all of them to know that, look, just because you scored the minors and whatever else doesn't mean you can just come up here and just go flying around. You have to do what Rusty did. You have to go and you have to dig in the corners and you have to win pucks and you have to learn how to kill penalties. You have to grind it out. You have to block shots. You have to do all the stuff that Rust still does even now that he's a clear and credible 
top six forward who produces at a 30-goal pace over the past season and change. That's, that's neat. I like that. I ended up taking that question, actually, into the locker room after the game and then asking Lafferty about it. This is, again, still the thing in Winnipeg. If he saw it the same way. Now, I didn't bring up Rust's name. Just what he thought of himself, he brought up Rust, which tells you how much they emphasize this. He brought up Rust himself. He wanted that point made. Lafferty did. So here we are now, you know, a year and a pandemic, an undone pandemic later, and Lafferty's starting to look like exactly what Sullivan had projected. That doesn't mean that he created that or crafted it. It's just, you know, you're watching him. He's not playing a lot. When he does play, you don't see him too much. But, but, the last couple of games, if you've been watching carefully and with a critical eye, and when I say critical, that doesn't mean negative. Critical can go in either direction. You're just, you know, you're being a critic. Critics leave good reviews too. If you've been watching Lafferty, he's been effective. He's knocking guys over. And then within that, he's creating offense for himself and his line mates. And that's a positive thing on this team that is so, so, so terribly non-physical. And now, and now, as a president of hockey operations who has throughout the span of his life Brian Burke has pretty much represented the embodiment of executives who value physical hockey old school stuff is it a coincidence that Lafferty's ice time has inched up at least a little bit and he's gone from 6 minutes a game to like 8 or 10 Maybe, maybe not. But he's playing, he's playing better. And I remain Lafferty's water carrier here. I really do. I really do. Look, he understands what he is. Here's what he had to say yesterday after practice. It's uh, just part of my game. It's uh, something that's going to help me be successful. So I, um, it's something I enjoy doing. And, and it's something that I think creates a little more space on the ice and um, allows me to be more effective. So uh, it doesn't really matter who it is. I'm going to try to finish my check. The question that was asked of Lafferty yesterday in Cranberry specifically was about a couple of hard hits that he had on Zdeno Chara. And that's not exactly picking your spots, <laughs> going after Big Z. Uh, Big Z's up there in years, but he's also still up there in stature, uh, physically and otherwise. And that's a good sign. That's an encouraging sign. That's what you want. If you're going to have a physical player, let it be someone who is also fast, which Lafferty is, and also has the ability to turn it into something more, to turn it into offensive production. Yeah, here I go again. Let's see more Lafferty. I just will not give up on this kid. When we come back, just one question.
Welcome back. Time for just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. And today's just one question comes from Brazilian Penguin. Man, we have a lot of listeners that I hear from in Brazil. I shouldn't say a lot, but when you hear from one, like it really stands out. And then you hear from like two or three others and you're thinking, what's going on in Brazil that they've found this podcast? But I'm grateful for every listener that we have everywhere. The question is, is there an easy fix for the fourth line? I mean, most of most of it looks very bland in a tight schedule, it might be bad to shorten the bench every game. Could not agree more, including with the premise of the question that's asked. Is there an easy fix for the fourth line? No. <laughs> there just isn't. I don't think, in general, the players are good enough. And I don't think they're what you want out of a fourth line. If that sounds like I'm dating myself as a hockey lifer, so be it. But your fourth line has to be giving you boundless energy and responsibility and awareness and an ability to make defensive zone starts, meaning, you know, pucks deep in your own end. You can't always send the Teddy Bluger line out. Yeah, those guys do a tremendous job. Uh, never better, I might add, all season than their work in the two wins over the Islanders just now. But they can't be an entire bottom six the same way that Sid's line couldn't be an entire top six. The other guys have to contribute. Mark Jankowski had a game and a half in Philadelphia in which almost all of the good things he's brought to the Penguins this season were condensed, meaning like that was it. Uh, he does some decent things, but nothing like what he did in those two games. I don't know what got into him then. I feel beyond guilty at having praised him, maybe a little excessively after those couple of games, thinking that, wow, here's some big steal that the Penguins got. From there, who else are we looking at on that fourth line? Drew O'Connor plays sometimes, uh, not much. Five shifts, six shifts, right? Uh, Jared McCann's been out for a while. Jared McCann could be a fourth-line guy for you if you're a believer, and I know that Mike Sullivan is, in having guys in your lineup who can Swiss Army knife their way up and down the line if needed, meaning if Jake Gensel were to get hurt. Um or Jason Zucker, that you could have him just slide up. And actually, McCann has the ability to play center as well. I don't think he's particularly good at it, but he has the ability to do it. And you could use him in those situations. So it's kind of nice to have him in that role. But does he make the fourth line, the actual fourth line, better? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't see that. Lafferty, I just discussed on the opening segment here, 
Um, there's not much there. There's not much there. And to hearken back again to Brian Burke being with this team, I can promise you right now that the conversations that Burke and Ron Hextall are having between themselves about immediately improving this team, because this stuff actually is, to use your own term, easy from the standpoint of the kind of players that you need to get. You're not going to get them here. That's been my point. You can get energy guys. You can get bangers. You could try Anthony Angelo as long as I'm at it. Now, he hasn't blown anybody away. He didn't have a great camp, but he's a big, big dude, 6'5", all muscles, and he's shown a little bit of a touch as well. And maybe you just commit to a line here. I am dating myself, but you commit yourself to a fourth line that just goes out and just bangs, you know? Just have it be something that's different, something that adds a little bit of unpredictability to your lineup. The coach might feel like, let's get these guys out there. Listen, I don't want you to do anything stupid. I don't want you to forego a puck position puck possession opportunity in favor of a big check that's a point that Sullivan makes with his guys constantly relentlessly but if it's there go ahead and finish it and those guys can go out there 3 4 5 6 times a game and just remind you that the penguins aren't just a bunch of you know we're going to curl away from every single opportunity to hit somebody you know Sports are cyclical. They always are. They always are. I'm in Bradenton this week covering the Pirates. And Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, was talking about how baseball is currently just a game of home runs and strikeouts, home runs and strikeouts. But it's going to swing back. He said, you watch. It will. It'll swing back to small ball because someone else is going to do it, and it's going to throw everyone off their rhythm. And then they're going to look at that team and go, whoa, that team is really smart. Someone's going to do this in the NHL. Brian Burke has already publicly made the case that the St. Louis Blues and the Tampa Bay Lightning and the recent champions since Pittsburgh have been bigger, stronger teams. You know another one of those? Yep, tonight's opponent, Washington Capitals. Thanks for the question. Really good stuff. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.